everyone welcome back to my product chat series today our product chat guest is Karupa a product manager at Google and former PM at Microsoft and Salesforce he has been working in the industry for over 15 years our main goal is to understand the product management journey at Google and his advice as to how others can transition into the field hi Karupa it's so nice to have you how are you doing great how about yourself I am great thank you for taking out the time today happy to be here so let's start with um before even like your journey i would like to know from you what's your definition of uh product management oh wow it's a it's a great one to kick this you know interview off with the way i look at product management is that it's about three primary goals it is what do i build how do i build it and once i built it how to get it into the hands of users or customers now, it's interesting in that all three of those questions, they're dedicated fields of you know, disciplines whose entire job it is to solve that, mm-hmm. where you might have research playing the critical role of like, what do I build? You might have the engineering team playing a big role in terms of like, how do we build it in partnership with the design team? Mm-hmm. And then you have our developer relations. If it's a developer facing product, you have marketing, you have various go-to-market activities that play the critical role of how do we now get the product we built into the hands of the various people. Mm-hmm. The job of the product manager is to be responsible to make sure that all three of those things are done really well without in many ways having the full authority or the influence of having to be right on the line to say, I'm going to be the one in charge for all of it. It's a collaborative activity where you're right in the middle of like multiple Venn diagrams. And then when you have, you know, you look at secondary tasks that are also critical to getting a product out the door, which might mean working with our legal department, working with the privacy teams, working with a variety of other disciplines, depending on the product you're working on, depending on the industry vertical that you're in, that needs to be involved. It's really up to the product manager. You know, the running commentary you might often hear is that, you know, the success of a product is often shared, but the failure is squarely on the product manager. And so it's a it's a fun space, you know, if you have the right level of work ethic and interest to kind of drive through all those ambiguities and connecting the lines between all those Venn diagrams. I really like that. You actually summarized everything in like a very good way. So thank you for that. Um, can you tell me more about your background and journey and how did you transition into product management? Yeah, for me, product management was always accidental. I never really knew much about product management. You know, 15 years ago, it wasn't a very common discipline where you could go like, I'm going to formally train to be a product manager. There were great courses and great pathways for someone to go and become, I want to be a designer. I want to work in marketing. I want to work in communications or I want to work in engineering. Product management was a little fuzzy wig area where you kind of knew that some companies had the discipline for product management, but many of them kind of had other disciplines wearing multiple hats and trying to cobble together various skills that needed to be what a product manager was. And, And for me, I was in college. I was looking for internship opportunities. And I, the two options for me were either product management or engineering. And I've been studying computer science. So for me, naturally, I was like, oh yeah, you know, engineering seems like a very logical choice for me. So why would I you know, even consider all of this? But during my interviews, during my conversations and doing some of my research, I realized that what I would typically be doing, doing as an engineer, I might be good at it, 
but I won't be great at it. You know, I don't think I'll ever be considered a great engineer in any way, shape or form. But in on the side, I've been for a long time blogging and building an online community where I've been helping developers and designers just learn to be more effective at building applications. And that had become one of the more successful websites on the in that particular ecosystem for quite some time. And as I learned more about product management, I realized that the things that I've been doing in terms of building an audience, figuring out how to grow the market, understanding metrics, working with engineers and working with various teams to kind of help build a vision that I had for a particular product was very much in line with what companies were looking for in terms of product management. And so I thought about, okay, you know, you normally people say, at least back then people said, you don't want to make a hobby or you don't make a career out of your hobby. I'm like, let's give it a shot anyway. And so, so I did, you know, my journey into product management was partly because I really enjoyed the task that product management entailed. There's a whole long tail and even some short tail activities of product management I have no idea about. And that is something I learned as I joined, officially I joined Microsoft as a product manager and I've got to learn more about the ropes. So the other side of product management, especially the differences in how product management changes depending on the size of the industry you're in, the type of product that you're working for. And of course, you know, at a large company, some of the skills you need to develop as a product manager are very, very different than some of the skills you would have developed writing, working on a company of your own in many ways. And so there's a lot of relearning, a lot of unlearning, and a lot of just connecting the various dots that I had to learn in many ways over that course of my career. And I'm still learning even now. There are days where I'm just like, I had no idea that's a more effective way of getting something done. So it's a, it's a never ending journey. I agree. Yeah, because I think product management is more like it's on the job training for sure. You can get like some ideas, at least from certifications and stuff. But I think like you actually learn, learn from like on the job training for sure, because I have worked as like product manager in two different companies and it was very different. So I completely agree with your point. Um, so again, with the last question, I would like to, you know, just ask like a similar question what a product manager offers to the team? Because again, it's very different company-wise. So as for the companies you have worked with, what do you offer to the team? Yeah, I'll give you a general answer first, then I'll go specifically into what I brought into the team. Generally, there are several types of product managers. They come in different shapes and sizes in terms of skill sets they bring to the table. And it very much is also depend on the type of company you're in and the value they provide for product management itself. You know, in one of the things, like the two typical buckets I often look for when I talk to product managers is, are they the kind of product manager who can be great for taking a product from zero to one? So essentially all the early stages of conceiving, selling, you know, coming up with a vision, working with the right stakeholders to come up with the plan, and then being able to start working on the version one of the product. That's a very different skill set than the other bucket of product managers, which we often run into, or are they great from going from one to two or one to three or two to four? You know, essentially once you hit pretty much cruising altitude, or do we have the right kind of people in place to be able to make sure that we can navigate the turbulence, be able to find an optimal path to better and you know, larger destinations as time goes on. So those are the two big buckets of product management in terms of where you can find people and where they might slot themselves into. There are other subcategories you might see online that people recognize as well. The other part is in the company you're in. There are many companies that have the role of product manager but if you ask them, what does your day-to-day -day job look like? It is often not very product manager centric. It's often project centric in many ways. And that's completely fine as well. You know, the trick is for you to identify what parts of product management appeal to you, 
what are you uniquely qualified for? What are you good at? And making sure you can find the right company that kind of respects those kind of values. And the way I like to think about it is if you care about product management, you want to work in product focused companies where companies build products, they learn from the mistakes they make and keep iterating on it. And they have the, all the process in place for being able to sustain that. Now, to get to your question particularly, one of the things I also think about product managers is they need to be domain experts in a particular field, something that gives them a unique insight into what someone might want to do without having to go through a lot of the more fundamental kind of question asking that often goes into it. And because of my background with developers, with design tools, developer tools, and just really being passionate about how to make developers successful in building applications, I kind of navigated myself into roles where I get to be in teams, in companies, in products, where they place a very high value on developer experience. And because I get to work with people who share a lot of values in this area, I can lean in on my expertise and some of the information that I have around what would be the right thing to give people to solve a particular problem as it pertains to app development or language development or any of those kind of things. And that's one thing I bring to the table. The other side also is I learned from mostly my side projects. I also write books on the side and I do a lot of marketing for them myself. It's really around once you build a product, that's basically, I'd say, the halfway point for you to say you're successful in having built something. It's how do you go from having built something to actually market it? How do you get it into the hands of all of your customers with the right level of fidelity so that way you're not spending too much time on a marketing plan that never goes anywhere, but you're also not just throwing stuff over the wall that looks very hastily done. And so I have some level of just tribal knowledge, a lot of mistakes I made and learnings from those that I like to bring to my roles as well in terms of, okay, you know, if we had to be creative in solving this problem, how do we make best use of our resources, our talent, and our marketing teams and developer relations teams to have the most outsized impact without having to do too much of the early kind of, you know, wheel turning that often happens in large companies. Makes sense. Okay. That's actually very inspiring. Like you write books to, books too. Do you have it like already published? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I think I have about seven books have been published so far. My eighth wow. one is going to be out in about a month. It's a third edition for one of my JavaScript books. Okay, I need to read that. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know about that. Um, the other thing you mentioned about like project managers. So a lot of time like companies confuse about like product managers with project managers. I heard this with business analysts too. Um, what are the differences like in th those three roles? Because a lot of times when like I'm looking for jobs, a lot of people tell me just apply for business analyst roles if you can't find for product managers. Like what's the actual difference between these three roles? I think the actual difference is the, the horizon, the, the field of view that you have in each of these roles. As a product manager, it falls largely on you, maybe exclusively on you to have the full end-to-end -end vision of where a product is, where it's gonna go, and how you imagine it going from there to the next levels. Whereas if we look at project management specifically or business analysts specifically, your, your tasks and things you're focusing on are very scoped to a particular part of the problem space. You know, if you look at the full range, business analysts will play a critical role in partnering with product management, ideally, in identifying the, the right use cases, right, go to pricing strategy, or the way to adopt a product, or way to figure out how do we navigate you know, competitive complexities. And project management is a big part of the execution phase of many projects and also the conceiving phase as well. It's like, or do we have all our ducks in a row to make sure we have the right usability studies, 
the right research activities done. And once we have all of those activities, as part of this building the product, are we in the right cadence? Are we communicating to our stakeholders effectively? And all of these are also activities that a product manager may do, but I, the best way is through a good partnership where product management and business analysts and strategy and, and project managers all collaborate closely to make sure that each skill set has their own unique strengths that they bring to the table. And it also could be a case where some product managers are very good at project management, in which case they may prefer doing some of this role. And in some cases, business analysts might have strategic insights that may greatly influence the roadmap for a product. And if the company or the organization you're working in allows for flexibility where you're tied title and your role don't kind of pigeonhole you into being something very specific, you have the opportunity to kind of create a more collaborative environment where each person, independent of their title, is able to bring their right skills to the table to make sure the right product is being built, the team is overall very healthy, and executing and working in a very good cadence. Hmm. Wow, okay, I like that answer. Um, yeah, I know because collaboration is so important, like whenever, you know, I was just reviewing my resume right now, like a few days ago, and I was reading like some tips on like, how can I make my resume better for product managers? And the main word was collaboration. So as you mentioned, like with project managers or with business analysts, we need to collaborate. That's a really good point. Um, just want to ask you for you, like what's a day in the life of a product manager at Google? Yeah, it, no. It's an interesting question because every day for me is different. I, was, I, was like, I, took, I took a pause for a moment to see, can I come up with a coherent narrative on like the many things that I do on a typical day? And the answer is no. You know, my, my one and a half seconds of awkward pausing indicates, no, I wasn't able to come up with a, a narrative there, but every day varies. You know, I work on a, a handful of products. You know, I work in the Firebase org, which is really a, a team that is built around creating products that help app developers, whether so mobile or web, be able to build products that have great user experience, but you don't really know all the complexities of backend systems, authentication, where's data stored? How does the data get to uh, from a local machine to a database? All these important things that developers need to think about, but they may not have any expertise or interest in thinking about, Firebase helps solve that. And so that very much fits into my particular hobby world of how do you make developers more successful? Yeah. And in some of the products I work on, it completely varies. This week, we're having a big conference that we're gonna be having in New York called FireCon. That's been taking up a, a fair amount of my time where I'm reviewing scripts and working with the various stakeholders to make sure our releases are going in the right way. We have the right approvals, privacy, legal, and security. And so that was a more of a, a more of a unique, you know, day-to-day -day activities for me over the past week and a half or so. Okay. Typically it would be a combination of making sure my team is set up for success. They have all the details for me that they're not blocked on anything that I can potentially help with. I typically tend to go through a lot of feedback either on social media or our customer bug reports and just pick a customer here and there and say, you know, I'm just gonna ping them and ask them to be willing to chat with me to share more about their experiences, good and bad, about using our product. And I try to do about one or two of those a week, just, you know, casually. No, it's not really formal, just me and, you know, any engineering team member who wants to join me, getting on a call and just chatting about another developer and going, what do you think? What do you like about it? Not like about it? Keeping it very much a, a low key event. 
There are also more formal activities where we're doing large, large user research studies. And I tend to play a, a big role in like defining the questions we work on and making sure that what we are actually getting feedback on is something that also can be aligned to what the product we're building. And oftentimes we might get feedback, but it may not be actionable. And so if we can somehow tweak the feedback to make sure that it still fully captures the you know, person's mental state at that time, but also it gives us insight into a finishing a product, those are all time-consuming activities in some ways. And then a large part of my role, of course, is also being the chief evangelist for a product internally, you know, for a product manager, having externally people know where product is important, but sometimes I find it's more important for people internally, especially teams you're collaborating with, teams that you're dependent on for various capabilities, or teams that are depending on you for certain capabilities to be fully, you know, informed on what's going on, not just on the details of the exact specific thing you're delivering, but more the long-term vision. You know, why are we here? What is the important part of this thing, you know, five years from now, what is the impact we would have had? And being able to answer all of these questions at a very high level and also at a very granular level are all some things that I spend a fair amount of time creating artifacts for, whether it's documents or decks or actual meetings and, and chatting with people. And so that's a, like a range of activities. And there's like probably a billion more things that some days have that, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to capture in the time we have remaining here. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot of work, like day to day wise. But do you think like every day is so different? But do you think the career is rewarding for you? Oh yes. I, you know, I I really enjoy the the work that I do, and for me, that's what I always optimize for in many ways. You know, career is a you know, there's so many things about careers that are fully outside of your control. There are things that you can control, which is how much can I learn? How much can I bring into this problem space based on my experiences? And am I willing to readjust my previous assumptions if I get new data and learn things? And so that's the thing that I feel I have fully within my control, which is, you know, what can I bring to the table based on my skill set? The other two things that I think will help in careers in general is, do you have a great manager? Do you have a manager that you get along with that has your best interests in mind and can also offload and can handle some of the things that you are not probably the best at? And so it's a complementary relationship oftentimes, especially if you become a product manager and you've been firm for a very long time. We can go into more detail on what are some of the skills that product managers might need early in their career versus later on in their career. And the last one is the industry you're in. You know, I've been very lucky to have been in situations where both I had great product managers who were my, you know, who were good mentors and provided really good insight into how I can manage my career, how I can become a better product manager and so on. And this happened to be an industry that over the past almost 20 years has really grown by leaps and bounds. You know, everyone is doing things with software you know, the intersection of software technology and industry is one of the you know, hottest markets for a long time. And even now it's still pretty hot. And so those are two things that I did not you know, have any conscious plan of making my way through these stages. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time and I benefited greatly from it. So I'd say luck, you know, I'm definitely one of the people that believes that luck plays an, you know, an outsized role in your success in, in most things, but definitely in careers, especially in product management, where being at the right place at the right time is as important, balanced by making sure you have the right skills and the right attitude to be able to take advantage of situation when you are able to see that there's a problem here. I have some opportunity, you know, I have some ideas. Let's go ahead and make it something real. Makes sense. Yeah. Because a lot of times I would see that um, I was just reading some articles about product management. 
in some situations when you have like some managers where they don't accept some ideas at that time we're just st sticking to the issue that the company is facing and we're not able to bring like new ideas to the team and we're not able to implement the team uh, implement on the team so definitely um again luck is very important there that you get a chance to experience new things with time but generally like from your perspective um since you got into product management through internship so for future like early grads or other professionals what do you think could be the best way to transition into the field except for the internships it's a it's a tricky one because it depends again on the industry you're in where in technology specifically at, at this point in time i think product management is fairly well established people are like yep we see there's a very distinct career path and a ladder for product management, just like there's one for engineering or design or research and, and all the other various angles that play into the kind of products that we build, whether it's consumer products or more platform developer facing products or backend products. The best way to really get into product management, which is always a chicken and egg problem. Many of the roles you might see on LinkedIn or like on various job posts, they're like, you must have X number of years of product management experience. And if you're a student in college, it's like, wait, how do I get X number of years of experience as a product manager if I'm trying to apply for my first job as a product manager? How does that work? And, and that goes into a little bit of more some uh, of your knowledge of product management can actually play a big role here because the title of product management, there's various activities you may have done over the years as part of any projects you might have worked on, any side you know, jobs you might have had or internships you might have had in general that may not have had the title of product management, but the work you did, that the kind of activities that you performed were fully in line with product managers expect. And so that's one way of making sure that if there is a requirement for product management, they are very familiar with what the role of product management is and what are the expectations of you in that role and whether you already have experience as a part of that and highlighting it as well. I'd say that, you know, in general, it's good advice. People say that you don't want to use the same resume for every different type of role over and over again, but optimize it for the type of job you're applying for. So if you're applying for a job as a business analyst, you'd have your, you have your resume tweak with the right keywords to optimize for what the person meeting it might be looking for. And same with product management as well. You definitely want to emphasize less on, I built these various tech things in this great technical detail, but more in terms of why did I choose the problem that I chose? What is my thinking behind product strategy that maybe I can highlight through my work here? What are some activities, that I, what are some of the experiences that I built that even though I might have, let's say, to pick an example, I might've been an engineer on a product, but I was the primary person Person who had to translate customer feedback, who had to create a vision for where does their product go. And that vision went beyond just engineering and architecture details, but actually touched upon information about our competition, where user needs are, where the societal trends, where are they going, and try to blend all those things in into a cohesive narrative. And that's one way of being able to do some of that as well. And the other approach is in many cases, one of the things that product managers, especially if you want to be successful in product management, I do believe that you having domain expertise in whatever field you're in is actually a great start. And so if you're interested in product management, there's a very good chance that you can actually start off in a role that is more engineering focused or UX focused or, or any of the various roles that are focused 
that are not product management in terms of title, but have the stretch opportunity for you to explore product management specifically. You know, there are many roles where you can be in engineering and have roles and responsibilities that touch upon product management, or you can work in finance, or you can work in you know, strategy and business operations that all touch upon various aspects of it as well. And once you get familiar with that, then you can choose at that point, do I then stretch into saying, okay, I want to officially now transition to product management because I've done enough product management activities and I enjoy it. And that's a big thing as well, because a lot of people have this idea of what product management is. You know, they have this like very glamorous point of view and it's often this like you know, survivor bias kicks in where you think of like, you know, famous CEOs and like famous moments in movies and, and you know, and, and common cultural, you know, memes. We're like, oh, the product manager is like the best job ever. And then once you actually start doing the role of a product manager, like, wait, it's actually a little bit more different. It's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of pressure. And it's often a case where, you know, I always like to say that product management is the loneliest discipline that you could possibly work in because you might have other people that are product managers, but the things you're facing and the, the challenges you are trying to go through are very uniquely your own. And that's something that you have to be comfortable being able to navigate and, and be able to be happy with. And so taking up little small opportunities where I'm going to do something that I'm you know, either I studied for or I have an opportunity at a company to start working in, and I'm going to still, you know, explore product management from that angle. And the other approach, of course, is that you go formally into an MBA program or something that actually helps you learn more about product management. I, I always consider that more of a riskier bet in many ways because, you know, I think maybe 20, 30 years ago, the value of an MBA to product management was probably very different than what it may be today because some of the core ideas of product management are often a part of other disciplines as well. Collaboration is a big part of it. How do you, how do you communicate? You know, how do you identify various ways of taking a big problem that may be vague, maybe unspecified, and breaking into more actionable pieces. And so my general view is that an MBA is great for being able to get you in the door. You know, if you if you're able, to, if you want to be a product manager and you're not able to get in through more of the traditional means where my current company I'm working at does not have an opportunity for me to be a product manager and everywhere I'm looking for, they're looking for someone's experience and they're just not able to make that work, then I think an MBA is fantastic. You know, it gives you a signal to various recruiters essentially that yes this person has the fundamental skills they've done things that give them the right level of ability to be successful in a product management role but once you get into that role though everything else is again up to you on how much have you learned how do you how do you process new information how do you handle ambiguity it falls back on you again so i'd say that an mba is not really a you know in traditional view people think of it as a, a career accelerator in my view it's not it's more of a door opener you know it opens the door for you you get to go in which you might not have been able to do before but once you're in there though you're back on a level footing with everyone else who's a product manager who may not have had a formal background or may not have any background an educational background at all some of the best product managers i've ever worked with worked in very different disciplines did not do the, the typical kind of, you know, academic activities one might imagine, and they were still very effective at their job, which I think product management gives you a, a lot of wiggle room in being successful, but the hard part, of course, is getting your foot in the door in the, in the first place, which kind of goes back to oftentimes, right place, right time. Yes, some amazing points. So just want to summarize. So according to you, um, there could be different ways to get into product management. So there's internship, there's MBA program, um, there's like internal, um, you know, you can jump around like internally. And then the other one could be that you might have like some experiences, not as a product manager, but so you can basically link your past experiences to somewhat product management 
um, and put it on your resume according to the job description as well. You like use some keywords and then try to apply for the job. So these are some of the ways that you think could be helpful, right? Absolutely. And the, your mobility is greatly increased if you are in a company that is rapidly growing, that, that has more roles that need to be filled than there are current areas, which means that there's often opportunity for you to stretch and go from like, okay, I'm doing this right now. I learned some skills. I want to do something different. Yeah. Otherwise, you may have to, you know, choose which company you work for initially to kind of understand and get the basic skills and then go to a different company where you can then practice your skills as, I'd say, a product manager in much greater depth. And for me, I always enjoyed large companies, partly because of the mobility that it provides, because you can work on a certain thing that, okay, I think I've learned enough here and I think I've seen what the, the ceiling of what I can do in this particular role is and transfer to something else without having to change. And it all depends on, every person is different in what their comfort level is and what their preferences are. And do they enjoy large companies, enjoy small companies? Do they like to do their own thing where they want to start their own startup or their own business? And those are all very valid paths for you to consider yourself a product manager. And the, the results will, of course, be very different depending on what you're optimizing for. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, how about like if you have interviewed in the past, um, like some candidates, what do you actually look for? So first of all, you get the resume of them. It's so hard. Um, basically, there's so many soft skills that are required for a product manager rather than, you know, any certifications. What do you look for in a resume and what do you look for in a candidate when you get to interview? Yeah, it, so the way I interview depends on how much experience the candidate already has. If someone is fresh out of college doing their first role as a product manager, my, my question typically is why product management? And I really want to get into the details of are they doing this because they read about it? They're, they're fascinated by the various details that go into product management and making sure that if they were to get in this role, that they fully know that this is, the, this is the full end-to-end -end of what a product manager often does. You know, these are the highlights that are often shown, but here's the other side of product management that is an important part of it. And then I use this opportunity for them to usually ask me questions about what is their role going to be like. And, and that gives me a good signal into how much are they aware of the industry they're about to be applying to, what their teams might look like, and, and what are they looking for in their career? You know, what is their, you know, they want to work for the next 20, 30 years. What are some things that they're looking for that I can potentially maybe help them out or make sure the team or the job is appropriately suited for them? And so that's one way of thinking about for, you know, new product managers or still a product manager in college. If you're a product manager who had, uh, let's say a few years of experience, I'd like to talk about what they built. How did they build it? How was their impact? What, how did they collaborate? How did they, essentially, was it a problem that was handed to them? You know, in this case, it would be a product manager fits in the one to two kind of delivery category. Or yeah. was it a problem space that they defined? They saw an opportunity and were like, it's a vague area. I think there's a way we can tie some of these pieces together to create something new. Would this be a zero to one product manager? And depending on where they fall within that, the kind of questions and kind of things I might ask of them would be very, very different. Now, if I'm interviewing a more senior product manager, someone who's been there for quite some time, or if they've been a manager of product managers for quite some time, ask them about essentially what is it about product management that they really like? How do they grow people's careers? What are they really looking for in terms of product management? You know, what is why are they working for as a product manager? What keeps them as a product manager? And what are some things that have changed about all of this? And those seem like very softball kind of questions for very senior individuals, but the answers you might hear from that give a great deal of insight into how much introspection have they done about themselves. You know, it's often too easy just to fall into the routine of, I built something great 20 years ago, and we're the coattails of that, you know, for the next rest of my career, which is not a bad thing, 
But when you're working in some of these industries, like the ones I'm working in right now, where everything changes every couple of years, you need to be able to be very adept at being able to go and realize that, okay, you know, what I did back then may not be relevant anymore. Do I have the right level of self-awareness to recognize my strengths, recognize my weaknesses, and be willing to learn and be able to take advantage of all the collective skill set of the people we're working with? Because when you work with really smart people, everybody brings with them a certain sense of you know skills, a table that can be combined in the right ways to create some really great situations that then allow great products to be built. And teasing that apart with senior you know leaders is an is a very Tricky task in many ways, but it's one that, you know, as a as an interviewer, it's often my responsibility to be able to, you know, work through that and identify what would make them really successful. Makes sense. Okay. So as for like you mentioned about the early graduates that you asked, like what's their interpretation of as like a product manager? Um, do you prefer them to have like a certification or any specific skill that you would suggest any early graduates to have? Not nothing formally, you know. I, I don't. I, I pretty much just a blank slate. You know, the interview at that time. I, I for most part, I often don't even read resumes in great detail. And it's like, okay, you know, this is a person's name. Okay, this is what their interests are in. And then uh, the interview itself be the one that they use as an opportunity to explain to me details about what would make them great this role and, and so on. The thing that I often found very successful, especially with you know new graduate students, is that the side projects made them work on. You know, they might even realize that they're side projects, so they might be working on something that just you know it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I just been helping my 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 family member with this thing, you know, uh, in our, over the weekend. Those are the kind of things that actually, if you tease apart, like what exactly it is that that person does, are very much in line with what like a product manager might do. You know, I don't expect people in many ways to be like, I'm applying to a product manager. Have I done exactly the same things that I'm working? on day-to-day right now. I look for more of transferable skills. You know, collaboration is an activity that happens across all disciplines, across all stages of your life in many ways. And you can sense whether someone is very collaborative or whether they're more of a, you know, a top-down kind of a thinker where they basically specify something needs to be done and they expect everyone to react to it. And that's also not a wrong way of thinking. Many companies, for example, operate in a model where it is very top-down and some companies operate in a very bottoms-up kind of a model where you start with collaboration and then each layer then collaborates closely and then presents a shared vision to a common node of leadership somewhere you know in the point of view and so you have to be careful to make sure that you're interviewing for someone whose whose approach for product management matches your company's approach for product management as well you know i've worked at you know i'll say that you know in many ways salesforce is very top down in past experience microsoft and google are very bottoms up and the approach of and just knowing that gives me a different approach to how I approach problems in those situations. And also when I interview people, how I would, I would look for them to approach it as well. Do they have the awareness that the, the, the decision-making process is gonna be very different between the, both of these areas. And for early graduates, you can get a sense of it based on just their experiences with projects and all the side things they would have done that can easily be applicable to them. And also with new graduates, there's a large amount of learning that's going to go into place as well. So I look at my role there as not just being able to navigate and answer their high level questions if they were to, you know, in this case, report to me, be more of a, how do I help them learn all the various skills that go into product management? How do I help them navigate you know, inter-team activities, outer team activities, and how do you go to market? All the various things that they're looking for because 
And at that point, you really don't know what kind of product manager you are. Are you a zero to one optimized product manager? Are you a one to two kind of optimized product manager? Do you actually enjoy project management? There are so many things that are unknown at that point. So it's kind of a case where, where you know, my goal is to make that person successful in whatever role they're in. And oftentimes it may be a case that you enter the role as a product manager. And you're like, you know, I actually really enjoy user design and user research a lot more. And it's like, great, let's figure out how we can transition you into a role that best takes advantage of your skills. Because for the most part, so much of it is unknown when you join a company. You know, you could be joining a great team in a you know not so great company. You could be joining a not so great team in a great company. You could have a great manager. You could have a not so great manager. So many of these things are you know one of the things that only once you get into an organization will you really know the details of you know ins and outs. And especially the larger the company you're working or trying to get into, the more unknowns you have in terms of how things are going. On average, there's a very good chance that certain companies are known for certain reputations. But that, you know as average typically go there always are exceptions and so there's a, some level of unknown on both sides both the candidate applying and also you as trying to you know interview and, and all these things so my general approach is let's give people the benefit of the doubt if they're willing to learn if they have a, a good approach to collaboration or respectful then and then everything else we can figure it out as time goes on and that only applies to early early stage employees. Once you've had experience as a product manager, my expectation would be that you have a strong idea of what you're looking for and what you're not looking for and why you think this role would be appropriate because you've done this role of product management and you've seen the, all the various angles of it. So you should be able to have a more articulate opinion on it. So more like, it's more like an experience that you're getting. And then once you have that experience, you can see like, if you really like the product management field or if you are more inclined towards like project management. Uh, correct. I mean, it's a, I, I oversimplified it, but in some ways it could be that you enjoy product management, just not in this particular team that you're in, or just not in this particular part of the company, in which case a big opportunity would be, okay, how can I help you find the right role for product management in some of these areas? So it's a, a lot of it is a it kind of like you learn along the way, both, you know, like you mentioned earlier, so much of product management, you learn on the job. And because product management has so many soft skills, so many things that cannot be objectively measured, cannot be something you can see up front and go like, oh yeah, I'll be writing code in C++. That level of clarity for the most part in product management very rarely exists. It's many, in many ways a choose your own adventure kind of a, a book in some ways in that you might have a strong perspective on how you want to do something. And if that is something that's fully logical, it is something you can actually influence and change when you go into an organization. And because of the ratio of product managers to other disciplines, you know, most companies and most teams probably have one product manager for 10, 20, 30, 40 engineers and UX people yes. and, and so on. There's a lot of influence that a product manager has. And so it's one of those roles that is scary in some ways, but also fantastic if you're absolutely you know, interested in kind of looking at problems holistically and identifying how you can work with people to solve them in a way that helps everyone be successful. And of course, your customers at the end, because that's the ultimate reason for why you do most of the things that you do. I agree. So um, so before getting like further into it, I was just wondering, you mentioned about coding. Do you think coding is helpful for product managers to know? It depends on the kind of product you're working on, okay. and it depends on the kind of customers you're serving. And so there are several layers of looking at how we want to think about how technical a product manager needs to be. Okay. On one hand, you know, let's assume that you're working on a technical product. 
you want to be technical enough to be able to work with the engineering team and be able to have a good conversation with them. So if they're explaining a trade-off, for example, you're able to parse it, you're able to make sense of it, you're able to go, okay, you know, what are some alternatives we can consider? And when those alternatives are provided, you're able to then, you know, articulate a, a direction you think we should go to. That to me is foundational in terms of how technical you need to be as a product manager. The second level is, let's say your customers are very technical as well. Let's say you work on a product where people are going to be tinkering with it, they're going to be writing code against it or so on, in which case it is important as a product manager to be able to resonate with your customer, really empathize with them. So the more technical you are, the more technical you can be in understanding their pain points, the more effective it will be able to translate what they're saying into actionable steps that you can do to improve your product going on the road. Now, that's the second level of competence. But the third level of competence, the one I, I always tend to you know, encourage product managers to aim for, is to be domain experts in their field. Can they be so knowledgeable about something where they can see trends in the industry, where they can go present at conferences and present more of a thought leadership point of view on it? And that's like the part where I'm always like, if you can aim for that, <clears throat> if you can aim for that particular you know, level of visibility and knowledge, go for that level. But so, yeah, so the three levels essentially in that. Makes sense. Okay, that actually answers my question. Um, I was wondering how to stand out as an applicant, like, um, more that a, like most of the time the recruiters are actually just looking at the resume. So if you have any connection with the uh, with the recruiter, what do you think, like, what should be more important? I've heard like cold calling is very important. Like you can just reach out to people on LinkedIn, but just wanted to know, like, what's your take on that? There are two ways of kind to make this work. One is definitely reaching out to recruiters. It's a game of numbers. You know, make sure you're pinging recruiters, make sure you're pinging recruiters that are relevant to the particular team or job you're applying to. And, you know, assuming that they have very little time to read a long essay on why they should reach out to you, make it very clear upfront on why you are the right person for this role. Highlight any parts of your skills, anything that would be very relevant. You know, think of almost like a Twitter type form where you have 240 characters to essentially you know, emphasize what makes you more interesting than the other thousands of other pings that I've gotten through email or LinkedIn and so on. Right. The other angle, and this is like the long game, you know, if you can pull this off, you're in a great spot, is how can you make yourself so appealing that recruiters reach out to you voluntarily? And that's where I always feel like if you have the ability to work on some interesting side project and also have public facing component to it, like a, a blog or a website or so on, definitely be willing to share it with others. You know, I always found it great to be able to teach people. That's something that I always fell back to is like, you know, I enjoy doing all this because I want to teach people to be more effective at whatever they're doing, whether it is a product management, whether it is being a developer or a designer. And so I share a lot of content online for free, not with the goal of like, I want to, you know, work somewhere as a new, and I'm looking for a new job, because that's a natural part of, like, solidifying what I've learned, and I always found that by explaining and teaching, I'm more knowledgeable about this, and I can retain that knowledge better, and through those activities, I find it's much easier when people kind of like, oh, this person probably has insight into something, so I'm going to reach out to them, and if you're in a situation like that, it becomes much easier, because recruiters are reaching out to you, and you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, you, the ideal situation is, like, you're not looking for a new role, but someone reaches out to you and you're like, oh yeah, I think this would be a good opportunity. Let's have this conversation. And so this is, this is a long game. You play the long game here by trying to build up that repertoire 
of someone that people can rely on for race activities and if there's a recruiters love that kind of thing and so they often ping you all the time and so that's the opportunity opportunistic view of how you want to position yourselves outside of cold calling i love that okay um so once you're in the field like once you're a product manager how to learn and grow in the field there are several ways, you know, one of the nice things that exists now that did not exist, you know, 15 years ago when I wanted to, you know, when I was in product management first is that there's such a great amount of both free content and even paid content on YouTube, on LinkedIn learning and, and so on, which gives you a lot of great availability of quality material from people who've been product managers for quite some time as well, you know, which is always great because so much of it is experience. You learn things by making mistakes, oftentimes in product management, as opposed to going for like, I'm going to do the right thing. It's often a case where, okay, I tried this, it didn't work out. I'm going to add that to my set of knowledge that I've gained now to make different mistakes, but the same mistake again. And so if you can learn from some experience, they can short circuit some of that mistake making so that you make more different mistakes, but not the same ones that you've made or some of this told you that they have made. The other aspect is to find good mentors, find someone in the industry that you want to work with that you also would enjoy learning from as well, that you, whose product sense in many ways respect. And it doesn't have to be within the same company you're in. Oftentimes in the jobs you're in, you'll be given an official mentor, but with the, with LinkedIn, the, the distance between someone being a stranger and someone being a mentor are often just one direct message away and so i definitely look for you know encourage everyone to say to look beyond just your industry oftentimes we have the idea of like that's an i that's like the ideal product manager over there you know if i want to be a product manager one day i want to be just like this person the reality is that they probably have the same you know issues they're under the same challenges that you run into all the time and if you were to just ping them and say hey would you be willing to give me a 30-minute chat on product management or any of these topics they're more than likely going to be like absolutely i'd be happy to because in the process of chatting about these things there's a lot of knowledge that gets shared it's a very high bandwidth environment as well where a lot of information is shared and so always take advantage of mentorship opportunities locally and not locally as well we're always a zoom call away these days as it turns out yeah it's very important like especially when i was trying to look for internships meanwhile i was trying to know more about product management and at that time i was just reaching out to people on linkedin and i got to know more about product management and they were always you know willing to tell me more about it so that was really cool um just one last question what are your future aspirations or goals within pm and um, do you have any advice for future PM? I think for me, the thing about product management I always enjoyed and I always want to just keep learning more about is how do you build effective teams? How do you make teams of individuals, not just product managers, but all the various teams you're collaborating with? How do you help them be more successful? And how do you help them enjoy the craft of software development? It's a a lot of things that go into it just is like, oh, this is like not done well or which we could do it differently. Well, let's say we have the opportunity to do things differently. How do we do that? And so with every, you know, every sprint, every release or every product that I like to work in, I like to look for opportunities where here's the core fundamentals of the things we need to do that's making our product good, but how can we make it more effective? How can we be more cohesive as a team? And especially now that a lot of us are working in more remote hybrid kind of environments where the way you form your team dynamics is greatly much different than what it used to be where everyone would just go to like one 
you know, event on the campus or in your office or in a meeting room, it's now distributed. So how do we evolve teams to still have the same level of cohesion and, and, and team bonding in many ways that you would normally be, have to figure out how to do in a more digital remote first and you know, asynchronous environment. So something that I'm actively learning and trying to figure out how do we make this all work really well. And for someone who is starting out as a product manager, I'd say just enjoy it. You know, have a good idea of why you want to be a product manager. Have a good sense of why a customer would ultimately want to use your product. Mm-hmm. And then everything else in between, a lot large gray area, just explore, learn from people and figure out what the best way is in closing and understanding some of those gaps. Because the only things you might have clarity on really are why are you a product manager and why would someone want to build the product you're building on? Everything else in between is so dependent on the people you work with, the industry you're in, the companies you're at, there at. So be open to learning new experiences, making connections that you might not have thought that need to be made. And at, once you've made all those connections, take a step back and introspect, solidly understand why is it that things worked the way they did? Why is it that things did not work the way they did? Because those are the kind of foundations of the product manager that you build and you have to build them yourself. There's no, no one else can really do that for you. And there's no tutorials online that'll help you also because so much of product management is experiential. It's something that you have to experience, you have to go through, you have to try, succeed, or try and fail. And knowing exactly why you succeeded and knowing exactly why you failed are both very important point, uh, parts of the coin in terms of how to be successful as a product manager. Yeah, I think reflection is very important. Um, Again, thank you so, so much. Thank you.